Hey there. Ever wonder what happens to all those amazing screenplays that never make it to the big screen? Wonder no more. Welcome to Table Read Podcast, where we bring those undiscovered gems to life. Picture this, talented actors giving incredible performances with the occasional laugh or blooper thrown in, produced by award-winning pros. From drama to comedy, TV pilots to feature films, there's something for everyone. And guess what? We release new episodes every week, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Table Read Podcast, where great stories finally get their chance to shine. God, welcome back to another episode of Awkward Sex in the City. How are you doing? What are you seeing? How are you feeling? How's life? It's warm out-ish in New York. Like what? It's finally almost summer. You can taste it. You can smell it. You know, it rained the other day and walking it smelled like summer, like, you know, fucking rain on asphalt. I love that smell so much. It's so good. It's so good. Um, I don't know why I'm being so weird in this intro. I feel like I'm being super weird. I have recorded, deleted, recorded, deleted multiple um, versions of this. And I think I've come down to understanding that I'm just not good at celebrating myself Um, because I've got news. Like, what? What? She's been gone for so long and now she's got news. Um, On top of the medical shit on top of the medical bill shit. I've been working for months and months and months on a project. And I am so excited to announce that Awkward Sex in the City will be premiering in Edinburgh Festival this summer 2020. Like what the fuck? I have been working on this since September of last year. Uh, many Fridays, because I have Fridays off where it's been gorgeous out and I'm just hunkered in front of my hunched over in front of my computer, just researching venues, all this shit. Like, I don't even want to go into it because it's like, I don't even think about it. But it's happening. It's something I wanted to do. Um, I almost said my whole life. That's not true. Since I've heard about Edinburgh, it is the world's largest arts festival. Thousands of shows happen per day. And Awkward Sex and City gets to do one of them this year. And I'm so excited. And just a general, like, you know, nudge, reminder, push. Anything that you do want to do, like, do it. You know, it may take a long fucking time, literal months, you know, to get it going, to get that ball rolling, but it's just worth it. So do it. Go do it. I'm telling you to go do it right now. Sex and not sex. Let's get shit done, y'all. The next awkward sex in the city, uh, in the city will be at the duplex on May 21st. So feel free to grab some tickets to join. It's a great lineup. I'm so excited. Uh, I'm just so excited, y'all. I'm also so excited for y'all to listen to this episode. (laughs) Sorry to the guests. I made it so much about me in the intro, but this episode, I had the amazing, the incomparable Jesse Roth. Uh, please go follow Jesse on all the socials at Messy Roth, M E S S Y R O T H. And then they have their show coming up May 24th called The Shuffle at Caveat at 7 p.m. And you're going to have a blast. You should definitely go. You should definitely follow Jesse on all the socials. Go follow her online. It's a very cathartic episode, you know, from dating, from sex, and just. 
I guess what it comes down to really, in my opinion, is just how different it is for everyone and how it's so different, the experience, yet all the themes are the same. It's always, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I think that'll make more sense when you listen to the episode, but I think you're going to enjoy it. I think you're going to fall in love with Jesse and then you're going to go follow Jesse on all the socials and then go to the shuffle May 24th at 7 p.m. at Caveat. And I can't wait to hear what y'all think of the show. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned you have a, so do you keep a list? Do you keep a list of like everyone you've um, boned? Yes. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I started it a while ago. I It's on this app called Trello, which is like a list keeping app. And I recently was thinking, I mean, it, it, it was kind of, kind of arbitrary, but I'm like, maybe when I turn 30, I should just like delete the list <laughs> because there are times when it's not like I'm trying to add to the list, um, but I think there's times when I go to like add something to the list. And even if it wasn't very satisfactory of an experience, I still feel accomplished in a way <laughs> because I'm like, uh, I'm like, oh, it, you know, oh, he's just another one on the list. You know, I, I'm single now. I don't have, you know, I'm not in love. So, you know, I think it does make me feel better in a way where I'm like, well, you know, it doesn't, it, it, it just a person on a list and it's okay that it didn't work out. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but like when I was younger, I was a very, 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 very late bloomer, uh, when it came to even just dating or like learning how to socially interact with the opposite sex or anyone I was attracted to. So like, even in college, I remember being like, made out with this guy drunk at a party, did this at a party. Like, and it would be like someone, I didn't even know who it was, but I had like a very mental list of like what we did, who it was, like who it was or like what they looked like if I didn't know their name. And every time it was like, <laughs> I felt accomplished. It was like, here we go. Like, yeah. look at me, like proving everyone wrong. Yeah. And I feel like a little bit of, I, mean, I, I think it's a little bit outdated, but like, I feel like number of people you like that used to be more of a thing where it's like what's your number mm -hmm. like how many people have you slept with um i feel like that was a, a thing um oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then for me i i basically had a boyfriend for most of high school um for like three and a half years we broke up halfway through college because we really thought we could make it but he was like my first everything um but i haven't been in a serious relationship since that so and after we broke up it, and I had my like first one night stand, I did have a period like, you know, a, a slutty period where I was like, yeah, like you can have sex without love. Like, let me, you know, s see the world <laughs> metaphorically. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm also I'm a very like sex without love is great. You know, get in, get oh, out. Gosh. It's so great. <laughs> yeah. What like what was that like dating college? Like long distance like that, like that? Were you, wait, you, were you long distance or were you just in college together? Um, no, we were long distance. Um, so yeah, we, we got together my sophomore year of high school and then, yeah, it was a little bit like, you know, as we're applying to colleges, I'm like, I hope like East coast, like you should, I went to Syracuse, um, up North and I was just like, I hope you go to 
East Coast, but he ended up going to school in Ohio. And the first semester was hard. And it was definitely like emotional, you know, catching up or or trying to, you know, keep in touch and talk often because we... You know, in high school, we're seeing each other all the time. Our fr- we all we shared like a friend group and everything. And I think also just the first semester of college is like stressful in general. I was I studied acting, so there's a lot of like psychological, not torture. That's a little strong of a word, but you know that sort of stuff happening in my classes because they're like, you know, who are you and blah blah blah. And you know, this relationship was a huge part of my identity. So it was a lot of a lot of tears. And also, yeah, like, you know, especially my program, like it, it was kind of like promiscuous. And, but I was like, oh, I have a boyfriend. Like there, there were other people in my program who did, but, you know, people who come into college who are like, I'm still with my high school sweetheart. Um, and then second semester is, you know, obviously where things went south. And he actually came to visit me at one point, like uh, not that long before we broke up, he came to visit me for a weekend and it was great. But I also remember like, it felt weird. Like it, it felt like this like weird blending of worlds. And I, I kind of had like IBS the whole weekend. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, no. like, like it kind of like manifested itself in that way. But I mean, but for the most part, I was like, I'm so in love with this person. So obviously I'm going to make it work. And then we basically broke up. Like he like joined a frat, even though he went to a liberal arts school, he joined a frat and there was a week where they were pledging or something where he like couldn't use his phone. And he didn't text me all week. And I had no idea why. It was also like the week of my birthday. So it was kind of like a semi-bad breakup. Um, And, you know, and then he ended up like, it was on the phone. You know, I was like on my way to class. And, you know, it was just like, I can't imagine my life without you. And like, I, you know, kind of the whole world shattered. But it was one of the, the best things to happen to me, you know. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like, especially as I've gotten older, I feel like the hardest things, like the things, the decisions you make that have like the biggest like emotional fallout are definitely like the best things for you. Because it is, right? It's getting out of your comfort zone. It's getting, it's a little, little new you coming out of like the chrysalis, right? Exactly. But that's so exactly. like, so did he, wait, did he break up with you as you were walking to class? That's fucked up. Like so much is already <laughs> fucked up, but it's like, come on, man. Yeah, it was it wasn't the most graceful breakup for like how beautiful the relationship was. And yeah, it was like he, you know, definitely initiated it. It you know, but I remember, you know, I wasn't like, no, no, we can't. Like I think I it was just one of those hard thing hard truths to reckon with. I was like, Yeah, you're right. Like, you know, we're young and you know, we're in college, all all of that. Like, so it was just it was just like heartbreaking, but we ended up like when I got home that summer, I I ended up seeing him. I, I was uh, being a, a camp counselor all summer, but then at one point I I saw him and we and it was one of those like I, I'm doing great now, like I'm glad, like it's good that we broke up, like you were my first love, all of that. And then we did end up making out, which was kind of weird. Um, <laughs> and then I saw him like towards the end of college because he was in the city. We ended up catching up, but. Have not talked to him in many years. I'm pretty sure he's still with a girl that he may have started dating like the same year we broke up. So they're probably going to get married or something. But it just feels like a whole like past life now. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel like that's like such a rite of passage too of like y'all are back in the summer. You have to like hook up one more time, like no matter what it is, like you just have to. It's like you're here, you know each other's bodies, you've got history and it feels very adult, right? Because it's like all of a sudden here's this person from your past. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're old enough to like have a past and like past lovers and things like that. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And I also like also that summer when I got home, from freshman year, I like ended up at camp hooking up with another counselor who like the summer before it had a huge crush on me, but I was with someone and, and then we ended up having this like whirlwind summer romance. And he actually kind of got upset that I had like hooked up with my ex, but, but that's not very fun. Not a fun story. <laughs> <laughs> what was your first one night stand after a camp counselor, dude? And like, uh, like one night saying like at Syracuse, like you're in college, you're, you've like let go. Yes. Well, so this is, and so, the, I mean, it didn't end up being a one night stand cause I did sleep with this person a couple other times in college, but my first like post relationship sex, um, the theater department has this huge party at the end of the year. It's called marathon. Cause that was the name of the big, like frat type house that the <laughs> senior, um, straight male acting majors would live in. So it was like as fratty as you could get for like a theater department. So it was this huge party. And like three people like. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was usually like five max um, guys. And of course, yeah, they're all, you know, hot and stuff. But I ended up hooking up with someone who was in my year and he was like kind of an, a nerdy little guy. And we ended up hooking up in the attic of that house during that final party at maybe like 3 a.m. And yeah, and it was like, yeah, in an attic, definitely like on a mattress on the floor, (laughs) definitely rats around. I have like definitely watched that porn. Like I have definitely seen a (laughs) porn, like had bookmarked a porn where it was like they were in an attic and it was a mattress. And I was like, none of this makes sense, but it's so hot. Like I was like (laughs) so into it. I love that you've done this. Like that is a fantasy of mine. It is. I I just want to so badly. (laughs) It it definitely didn't feel very hot. I don't think (laughs) like I can't actually remember what like the actual sex was like, but I do remember like leaving that party. I had my high heels like off, like on my hand. And I was like walking to my dorm barefoot and just feeling like amazing. Cause I was like, wow, I've had sex with someone else. I'm not in love with him. It was sex at a party. It was sex, like, you know, in a place where maybe you shouldn't have sex. Um, and I just remember feeling like on top of the world, even though it was probably very mediocre, um, (laughs) sex wise. And and then, yeah. And then I got home that summer and it was like another, like kind of world, like a, a whirlwind romance where there were lots of feelings involved, which was like scary because I was like, I just, I thought that I would never love again. And now I have really strong feelings for you. And, and, and that sex was very good. And we like, were you know, counselors and like when the kids would go to bed, we would like have sex all over the camp and lots of fun, different places. So anytime, like, you know, people ask on like a date or something like, where's the weirdest place you've had sex? I'm like, well, (laughs) a ropes course, um, like, you know, near a horse stable, Lots of fun places. Oh, hells yeah. And like, that was actually going to be like my next question. Uh, 
because you said like attic. I was like, oh, maybe maybe you've done even cooler places. Wow. See, I used to be a camp yes. counselor too, but it was a day uh-huh. a day camp. It wasn't oh, a sleepaway uh-huh. camp, and it was almost all like female counselors, and so there was never like hookup potential. But when you yeah. I when I put two and two together, you're like, oh, you're sleeping. Like you have like a oh god, it's so great. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, it was like one night. The first time we had sex was in the infirmary, like the nurses like office not like no one was sleeping there but like there and like also one one time we went on we had like day we had days off as counselors so we like took a day off together and we were in my neighborhood and i lived like up in like the mountains kind of like there was just a way to like go we went we were in like an open field sort of situation and there were like hikers that were above us um, that di- I was wearing like a dress. It was like an under the dress sort of situation. And the hikers like yelled, um, keep fucking. <laughs> oh <laughs> <You> my talk- <laughs> God. I'm very like ready to tell all <laughs> the places that I've had sex. Um, and it was mostly with that one person. Yeah. One crazy summer. Are you very into like voyeuristic stuff? I ask because I am. Like I love, I love voyeurism. I love the idea of like almost getting caught. Like truly, this is all. Of this is so hot. Like totally, totally just getting like a little wet, just thinking y'all like <laughs> the you and this person I've never met. Like just like doing it, <laughs> not to make you uncomfortable, but that is just my truth right now. No, I think well, when it, you know any like truth or dare sort of question that's like you know yeah, what are you like into? I like I'm I I'm. Very open to like trying things with you know someone I'm comfortable with, but I, my go-to answer is like having sex in like a semi-public place. Um, so there was like that guy, and then what, with this this guy from college who I had sex with that first time. Like I think I think it was actually then senior year we like snuck into the theater and had sex in the lighting booth, <laughs> and I'm like scrolling through. <laughs> you got the list, you know. Oh. Well, oh my gosh, this is fun. This is fun. So my high school boyfriend like ended up doing, I did theater in high school and he ended up like auditioning for the play and he got into theater as well. And I was in the play production class, which was like a class where we built the sets and all of that. And I was on the props committee with this girl who was a year older than me. And she had a boyfriend as well. And I forget, I really forget how it started. I, we were on a field trip to see a production of To Kill a Mockingbird. And me and my boyfriend and my friend and her boyfriend were sitting. There was this one. Um, it's like, yeah, we were juniors. They were seniors. And then there was one sophomore who was just like hanging around with us. And um, back, so the theater, uh, the stage, there's obviously the backstage. And then there is a ladder where there's this little like loft. And it was the prop loft where we kept all the props. So me and this girl who was older we were both it was just us on the prop committee and so we're on the way to see this production we're on the bus you know we're teenagers and i really forget how this came about but we basically devised a competition between the two couples of who could have sex the most times in that prop loft and we made these rules like it, it had to be it was usually like between fifth period when we had play production and then which was the end of the day and then when rehearsal started so like there was that window of time like usually i think just like an hour or something where um that was like the time to do it like obviously not during class you know it was like an after school period but rehearsal hadn't started so we had these rules of like you could and you could like catch the other couple like doing it like 
if you, if you get caught or something like that, it doesn't count. It was like, you went up the ladder, there's this front part. And then there's like another little like room and it was in there that we did it. So yeah, we had this competition of who could have sex the most times. Um, and that, that was in high school and it was like pu- public. Cause you know, there's students like hanging outside, like getting ready for rehearsal. And that was, you know, it was all about like the threat of being caught basically. Um, so I feel like that kind of, um, is where that seed was planted for me. Oh yeah. Well, one, <laughs> who, who won, who won the contest? I don't, re- and I don't remember. I don't remember. I remember it was like pretty neck and neck for a while. Oh damn! I really don't remember who who won. And it was like that tenth grader who was hanging out with us would be like the the scorekeeper. So we would go, we would tell him each time we like did it. And you know, it wasn't like it wasn't ever like sex to completion. Um, it was always you know, it was just like kind of like get it in for yeah, a it was just bit. like insertion and like that counts. Like that was yeah, it. Exa- <laughs> exactly. And yeah, I don't remember who won, but <laughs> oh my god, I remember we did that and. That was a kooky. And and then obviously, you know, it laid the foundation for <laughs> me having sex in, you know, the, the lighting booth of the theater and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I've done, I'm like looking at this. <laughs> Most recently in, I think tw- it was 2019, I was hosting a comedy show somewhere in Manhattan, a place where I had keys and I had to lock up. And actually... Someone I went to high school with who was older than me, had, we had just matched on Hinge like that day. And, you know, it was like, oh, when can we hang out? And I was like, oh, well, I, not, not when can we hang out? It, it just came up naturally that I was hosting a show that night. And then he was like, I'm going to come. So he came to the show. And, and yeah, I was responsible for locking up. So I'm cleaning up and everything. And we're like catching up. And then... Uh, and I got to like, you know, give out wine at the show, you know, serve wine. And so we ended up like staying there and like chat and talking and like drinking wine. And then, and, and I wasn't, you know, this guy had always thought he was like really hot, but he was older, like, you know, did photography, all of that. And like, wasn't sure if he like wanted to hook up with me, but then, you know, there was that moment of like, oh, he does. We started making out and then it, yeah, led to us having sex on like the, literally the floor of the stage um of the show that i just hosted and so that was the most recent situation where i was in public and then you know we we locked up but i guess i forgot to lock like one of the doors and like the next day the owner like messaged me and i like nothing we never we didn't get caught but like i remember that there were like cam i just it was a moment where i was like oh my god like i think i could have been seen so Yes. If it, if it, I love this. If it makes you feel any better, I have definitely done it in the green room of the pit that's no longer around, like the the one on East 23rd, East 24th Street. Uh-huh. Because I was dating a uh one of the managers that had keys. So we like nice. went back there afterwards. And I don't know about you, but like any person I've been with, Truly, any person I've been with is, like, not that into voyeurism. Like, they'll humor me, but it's almost like they're always like, what if we get caught? And I'm like, yeah, that's the whole point. And then uh-huh. they are always, like, I always feel like I'm, like, bullying them into it because they're just like, our friends are right outside this, like, bar bathroom door. And it's like, I know. <laughs> like, just oh, come. Man. Like, and it's just they're never as, like, enthused as I am. So I'm just, like, oh. loving all of these <laughs> situations you have where it's just like, yes, like, people are just, like, into it. Yes. Yes. That's, that's always been the case. And then 
with people that like I'm talking to on dating apps when it gets we're having like kind of a sexual conversation that is where I'm like, oh, like, how do you feel about that? And like, I definitely, I haven't, but I, I've always wanted to like do it in the bathroom of a bar that's like popping, like, you know, people are there. Oh, yeah. We go to the bathroom. Yeah. Well, there's like certain bars too where it's like they are obviously designed to have sex in, you know, like they are those like single stalls, like you can't mm-hmm. see anything like in or under, like people, it's meant for people to fuck in or do coke in, which usually that's yeah. what happens when two people are po- are coming out of a bathroom. But yeah, I believe definitely. in you. You can do this. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Goal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking now how one time oh, this was bad on my part. <laughs> they worked at a bar. And I was like visiting them and I was like, hey, let me blow you in the bar bathroom real quick. <laughs> and he was like, okay. And was like really not into it. I was like, what's like, what's wrong? Like I'm blowing you in the bar bathroom. He's like, yeah, but I'm technically like on the clock and I feel like I might get fired for like, like time theft. And I was like, they're never going <laughs> to know. Like they're never going to know. Time theft. Yeah. Wow. I was like, look at you and the American dream there. Like just <laughs> you're a bartender, barely paying you. Like get laid. Yeah. yeah. Except my blowjob. Yes, except it. I don't even think he like fully came. I was like, and we're done here. Like, <laughs> took all the fun out of it with your waste yeah. theft commentary. I have had uh, not too long ago, like someone that I was like seeing for a little bit, like we were texting at work and w- and was like trying to like get me to like masturbate at work. But I was Ooh. like, but, but I'm for, I mean, I, it, I was like, no, that's not going to happen. But for me, like masturbating is kind of a whole thing now or like, like it's not yeah. like I, I, I you, you know, use things like I can't just shove my hand down my pants and like go to town. Um, I need to like also be in a good like mental state. And and then like was like, you know, ju- like, you know, fantasize like, oh, like if I was there and then with with work, I'm like that's not realistic. That's not, that's not going to happen. You can't come into my office. We can't have guests (laughs) sort of thing. Yeah. I was about to ask like, what is your job? Like, is that feasible? Like it's one thing if it's like you work remotely and it's like, yeah, Yeah. turn off Slack for a second. Oh yeah. Well there, I mean, when I, I, so I'm an office manager for a a digital marketing company and I was working from home um, for the past two years, but now our offices are open and, it's optional for people to come in, but I'm the office manager. So I, and I'm like, I have this big front desk um, at the front and yeah, we don't, we don't allow guests into the office and there's cameras. So yeah, it's just really not feasible, no, but I definitely, fair. but, but definitely when I was wor- working from home, I had sex when I was technically on the clock, but what's not, it's like, I, I don't really like clock in clock out. It's more like, and like, you know, Slack is open and I'm ready for messages but no one's like you know keeping track of what i do i think it was molly brenner who had like the perfect tweet or facebook status i was no had to be tweet that was like uh i can't go back to working remotely because when would i like masturbate during my lunch break and i was like yeah yeah like that is what i do remotely and i was like totally masturbate during my lunch break or if it's like if i'm in a bad mood or need to like pick me up i just like masturbate like right before work starts and it's like here we go like now i'm like a little pep my step So I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. I think like I'm trying to think of the weirdest place I've masturbated. It has to be when I was a live-in nanny. And (laughs) yeah. And now I'm just like, I just hope they don't hear me say this. But like with my current fiance too, like we we met 
And then like immediately the next day I was like in um, another state to live in nanny for the summer. And Mm -hmm. the sexting was like truly like immediate and it just like escalated very quickly to even like I started doing like videos and he did them too. And I was like, this is great. So the kids would be like watching TV with like their fucking dad in the other room. Uh, And I was like full on like masturbating, like taking a video of it in this very like none of the doors locked. Like it's just a very old house gorgeous house but old and i was like this like there's no way they don't catch me one time i don't think they did and i'm very surprised that's amazing yeah i okay i have so for one year i had uh, well my my office uh, my company we um we get like we get to expense um up to like 150 dollars on wellness that can be a gym membership or something like that did you buy a vibrator no, damn it. He's at it's, a, but basically for one year I had an Equinox membership, and I obviously still pay. Like it took off basically like half of an Equinox membership, but I still had an Equinox membership for a year, and more than one time, um, in the steam room and the shower, I uh, would masturbate. <laughs> oh my god! Got really, I love you got, this. You got really steaming. No one was in there. I had my eye on the door. Yeah, I love. <laughs> so I kind of feel cool. I'm like, yeah, fuck Equinox. <laughs> in a way, I would have never even thought of doing that, and that's like really like that's really hot. That's really, and I feel like very good for your skin. I feel like just like steam, and also just like letting out those like endorphins all at the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah, nice. I was doing like especially in the steam room, like just like deep breathing. Cause I could, what couldn't do as much like, you know, moaning and like vocalization or like, but like, but deep breathing can really help. I actually learned that from um, the goop Netflix show. Oh, I haven't watched about just some deep breathing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I do have a place. It's like a goop episode. It's just like, you should masturbate in a sauna at Equinox. So like, that's it. Like, that's like the whole like article or um, episode. I do have a place for you to put on your list in the city that you should masturbate and or have sex in. Um, have you ever been to Rockaway Hotel? No. Okay. It's, it's by, by, by the beach? So it's right by the beach. I think it's like a couple years old. But they have saunas. And they uh-huh. also have day passes. In the winter, the saunas cost $25 for the day. Whoa. And they're these like little individual saunas where you fit like – I probably can fit maybe like at most like four people. Uh-huh. But like you could fit like two people there and like legit definitely have sex because like everything's getting really steamy as you're doing like like the the stone shit. Yeah. And you totally could have some fun in there. <laughs> okay, good suggest. Yeah. I'll just I'll just message you like here's a place to have almost public sex. <laughs> yes. For the future. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. 
Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. How, like, what is dating like right now for you? If you are, if you don't mind me asking. Um, well, the past few weeks, um, I've just like, you know, cause it's like dating is like, 
it's like a thing to do. It's like a chore. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, like if you want to, you have to put work into it if you want to like go on a dates. And so I, I, you know, I have the apps and I just like swipe, but I haven't been like, I, yeah, nothing is really like uh, caught on in terms of like a conversation with a person. I, and I just haven't like cared about it as much. So yeah, it's like I was seeing someone for a month total. And when I said I saw, I had three dates with them. Um, but it was like the first time in a while where someone said that they didn't want to sleep with me right away because they wanted to get to know me. Um, and then the third date, he did want to sleep with me. (laughs) I basically was like, so this means that you don't want to get to know me anymore. And he didn't, he was like, that's a loaded question, but basically he like ended things after that. And we didn't actually fully have sex. Um, which I'm glad about. Yeah, I, I hadn't like dated someone like for more like more than one date in a while. And so I got really excited about this. And this guy was, yeah, we were talking a lot. And he was like saying things like, I want to cook for you, like kind of like love bomby things, like things that I hadn't heard in a while. Cause I'm, you know, I've had more like type of like one night stands or like just a one-time date sort of thing where no one is saying anything about the future because uh, they're obviously not thinking about the future. But so this was the first time someone was like saying kind of future forward things and like, oh, you'll like learn this about me sort of kind of rhetoric or whatever. And then, and then, yeah, ended up being like, I actually don't think that I can do this. And so I was kind of like, in my head, I'm like, well, you need to say these things you know, this wasn't necessary. So like a little bit of like love bombing or whatever. And then, so that was February. And then like a week later, I'm this, I guess it was kind of like a crazy story. It's like, I matched with this guy and it was on Tinder, which I usually use hinge. Um, cause I feel like people will take that more seriously, but I, it was on Tinder and it was like, we were, we text, we started messaging in the morning that I was going to work. And it's like, you know, in that initial like back and forth, like you can already kind of tell like if you're going to hit it off with someone. And so we did. And then we moved to text. And this was on a Thursday. And we started like texting a bunch and like, you know, getting, you know, getting to know each other. And he, you know, was very like complimentary, right? Like, oh, like, wow, you're so like, you seem, you're so cool. And like, you're so pretty, things like that. And I'm like, okay, cool. But I like, in my mind, I just had this sort of, situation with this guy so my guard was pretty was pretty up there and he was yeah very like when can we hang out and like i had plans that like not that night he had plans friday and so we vaguely had talked about like next thursday because i think when yeah it's like dating is not the biggest priority for me um so i don't it's like i'm not on like a wednesday night i like to just be at home um, cause I have therapy, um, earlier and like Monday and Tuesday still is beginning of the week. So it was like Thursday, but he was like really, really wanting to like see me. And I was like, why don't we FaceTime or something? Like, let's FaceTime tonight. He was like, cool. That sounds great. But then we're still talking. And then he, we ended up having, he's like, I have some time. Can I call you? Can we do like a little like pre-screen sort of thing? So we talked on the phone and it was great. We like hit it off. And, and he had been, yeah, saying these things that were like, like, wow, there's just something he was saying like, wow, there's something about you. And which is like, nice to hear. And I'm like, yeah, there, there is something about me, but I'm like, you know, 
what what's going like i just met you why are you saying these things yeah like what's the catch what's your what's your angle yeah. i would totally yeah. have my guard up too for sure Ex- exactly and so yeah phone call was good and then the facetime was also really good and then like immediately after he facetimed he was like that was so fun like we, we ended up talking on the phone for an hour he was like wow that was so fun like the time flew by and like and then yeah was saying things like i don't usually like people this quickly like that like and I'm like, and I basically was like, I, I I said up front, I was like, hey, I just like went through this sort of situation where like this guy was saying all these like future forward things to me and then kind of bailed. And so like, I'll believe it when I see it or like, let's see what happens. Like that sort of thing. I, and I, each time I was saying that I was like constantly putting up that boundary a little bit. But, but of course, like this guy was super attractive. It was like really nice to hear. And we were hitting it off. But like, I was not letting myself like get too excited about it. Cause I'm like, you know, I was excited about this last guy and a month later, you know, it ended and we're texting more Friday. And like, he was the one who had plans initially. And so I made plans with my friends. Uh, and then he was like, I think I'm going to cancel my plans. Like, I really want to hang out. And I was like, oh, I told my friends I go with them to this party and I'm like, oh, do you are you trying to see me tonight because you don't want to hang out Thursday? And he's like, no, I do want to hang out Thursday. I just like really want to like really want to hang out with you. And I was like, okay, we're like we're not gonna have sex. And he was like, yeah, yeah, totally. Like I just want to like, you know, like we Facetime. And he was like, your apartment looks so cool. Like I just want to hang out with you. And I'm still yeah, like you know, t- telling my friends, I'm like, this is, seems a little wild, um, especially on the heels of what just happened. Blah blah blah. But basically, I went to this house party and it was actually a nice excuse to leave because I didn't want to be there for that long. And I took a car home and this guy got off the train and he met me. And like, it's all, it's all good. Like, no sort of like red flags. It was just like, it was very comfortable, which was nice. And we are hanging out at my house and like, he didn't immediately put the moves on me. He even was kind of like awkward about like, oh, like, can I sit on your bed? And and then we like, you know, hooked up and he was very like, wow, like, oh, like, fuck. Like, he kept saying like, fuck, like, this is, wow, like, you're so, like, all this stuff. And I'm still like having the guard up, but like, because, but I'm like letting it down a little bit because we're in person and like, you know, I'm feeling the chemistry with this guy and like, he didn't push me to have sex, but, it, but he was kind of like, oh my God, like, you know, I can't wait to have sex with you. And I'm, and I'm like, yeah, it's going to be great. We like listen, we like, I have like records. We like listen to records. It was, it was like an amazing night. And, and then the next day he like didn't leave until like one. And it wasn't like I wanted him to leave and he wouldn't. Um, and we had like this whole fun morning and like, we're you know, smoking weed and listening. It was just like so perfect. And towards the end of, he was like, okay, I think I got to like get home and like, you know, do laundry and some stuff. And I was like, okay, like, do you still want to hang out Thursday? He's like, yeah. Like, you know, it was like, definitely let's hang out Thursday. And as we leave, we like, like have this passionate kiss. He leaves. And like, you know, I have that like serotonin drop where I, like, I immediately got pretty emotional. I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, this is too good to be true. Blah, blah, blah. Like I just had, I had this like amazing night and I feel this amazing connection and then I like had a reason to text him a little bit. So we did like a little bit of texting and he said that he was like, I was like, that was really fun. I'm glad you came over. And he was like, yeah, that was unreal. 
And, and then he like was a little bit busy during the rest of the day. And, and so that was like Saturday and basically Saturday to Sunday, like the texting slowed down. No. Yes. The texting slowed down and, you know, half of me, cause, cause the whole thing is he was texting me so much. And I was like, you know, you don't, I, I was like, you don't have to say these that, you know, we don't have to talk that much, blah, blah, blah. And, he, and he's like, no, I want to, I want to. And then it's slowing down and I'm like, okay, well, you know, you're, you're good to go. Like you guys had a good connection. You're going to hang out Thursday. Like there's no need to talk this much, but Sunday's rolling around. Like he's being really slow to respond. I like said something like sexy of like, I thought about you while I masturbated. And he was like, I love that. But, but there, it's slowing down a little bit. And so I'm like getting a little weary or yeah, just like, what's going on? Cause obviously this is just like a dramatic shift. Oh yeah. I, and I haven't heard from him since. Oh shit. And he, he flat, flat out ghosted me like, um, Oh, cause I, I have a radio show on Monday and he had meant like when we first started talking, I like mentioned that and he was like, Oh, like I'm going to listen on Monday. And I think I was like, okay. Like this last guy also listened to my show and I've had guys who I talked to on dating apps. And I mentioned the show. And they're like, oh, I'm going to listen. And some of them like do that one night and then like, you know, nothing ever happens. So I was like, but I texted him Monday to be like, hey, here's the link to my show. Cause you said you wanted, to, you know, this was kind of me like testing him a little bit being like, yeah. you said, you know, are you going to back up what you say? I sent him the link and yeah, I haven't heard anything since. And that was like March. That was like the first weekend of March. And it was <laughs> such a roller coaster. And, um, I've never been like ghosted that hard. I I mean, I have, I have, but like th- that was like l- insane. Like oh, love yeah. bombing. It was like the over the course of a weekend. Um, it felt really psycho, and I haven't heard from him again. And I didn't follow him on social media or anything. I don't think he has any. Like you know, so I have no idea. At first, I was like, "Is this guy dead?" That's right? like my first thought. But then my therapist is like, "Jesse, he's not dead." Yeah. So. <laughs> I can't believe I spent all that time talking about that stupid story, but that is, that's like the most recent sort of situation that I've had. So I'm definitely just like chilling on dating um, for now. (laughs) To be honest, like that, like anyone I have talked to recently, like that has been the vibe too of just like these crazy dudes, like these crazy straight dudes, like love bombing or coming too hard or just being so messy, like very, very messy. And I like my, so last year I thought like last summer was going to be this like crazy horny shit show because of like what Uh the winter of 2020 was. And then it wasn't, it was like pretty like, yeah, um, I agree. It was pretty chill. And now I feel like this year it's going to be fucking psycho because or just not, I don't know, psycho is not the right word, but like wi- like wild or like intense or just, no, no, no. It's, it is just going to be like really, really messy. Like yeah. I think so many people know what they want now and know how to communicate it because we've gone through this for like two and a half years now of like what mm-hmm. is this fucking journey. And then there's so many people, like there's two camps of people, the people that like did the work and like mm-hmm. grew and learned and shit. And then there's the people like in this like complete denial of like, who they are, what they want, what they need, how they're, you know, toxic or like, you know, taking advantage or being like just unhealthy for other people. And it's just, they keep colliding together and it's (laughs) just not fun and it's not cool to hear about. Yeah. And then like, 
I don't know if you saw, like, Curb came out with uh, an article that, like, there's no one-bedroom apartments in New York City because everyone broke up from the COVID <laughs> relationships. So it's, like, yeah, yeah. there's all these weird, like, just – everything's just, like, so, like, the energy is so fucking weird, like, to be so basic. Like, the vibes are off. Like, something yeah. is amok. It was crazy because I was just – I'm so honest when it comes to those things. It's, like, I'm not playing – I literally was, like, Hey, I just got love bombed essentially. So don't do that to me. Everything you're saying is nice to hear, but we'll, and, and, and each time he was like, yeah, you're right. Like he even did a lot of like, yeah, you're right. I, I, I'm going to chill out. I'm just excited. Like, I mean, it's what, like, I've actually seen like two people that I've slept with in, in my time in New York, like in the past two weeks. Like, so I am kind of, there. I, I'm, I've gotten over it as time has passed, obviously, but there is like a, now that we're talking about, it, I'm like, am I going to run into him ever one day in the city? And like, what would I do? Part of me is just like, I think I would just like laugh and just walk, like, just keep walking. And, and I had to like, you know, release like my feelings of like, why are you doing this? What's wrong with you? Like, there's really no point of like even giving him any sort of thought and you know i am i did tell the story just now but 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 i've been through i've been through the ringer yeah (laughs) and that's more i feel like that's more venting than anything like yeah and it's like almost like a cautionary tale too of like these these people like and i wish more people understood what love bombing is like i feel like so many people don't even understand what it is and it's like dude that's fucked up what you're doing like to go in so hard and then just ghost like as yeah. someone, I was a huge ghoster when I was younger. And so it is all insecurity, um, inability to deal with like confrontation. Just yeah. like, it's all your, their, your shit, their shit. Yeah. But yeah. it's still like not an excuse. And now we've hit a point where it's like, no, you can break yeah. up via text. Like, if you, if Carrie can get broken up with a post-it, like you can do a, t- like, a like at least a best wishes yeah. text. Like, you can do literally the bare minimum. Yeah. And I, I mean, and like, also with that, I'm just like, when you're seeing someone for the first time, like, you know, you don't need to like, say these things. Like, I don't think he was like saying those things for me, you know, because I kept being like, you don't need to say like, you you don't need to talk about like a second date yet. Like, why don't let's just see what happens. And I just thought that part of it was also unnecessary because I've, I've had so many situations where like, I have like a really good night with a guy and he doesn't give me any indication that like we're going to hang out again at a certain cadence. And like, I, you know, that it sucks a little bit, but also it's like, you know, yeah, it's like, you don't know, they don't make promises, I guess, that you can't keep. Yeah, no, totally. Like people, people have lives. Like there's no reason to make promises you can't make or can't keep. Like there's no reason to lead anyone on. Like, I think I had a friend that like recently had gone on a couple dates with this person and they went like on a date saw like watched a movie together like went to the theater mm-hmm. watched the movie and then he broke up with her like after the movie and it's like you did not need oh my gosh to it's do like that the, yeah i didn't why am i sitting through the movie yeah I, I saw a movie with a guy and like right after it was like he he said i think yeah like now it's like dating and stuff it's like even saying like I like you is it's like a fur- far off thing, but yeah. After this movie, he before we said goodbye, he was like, "I like you," and I was like, "Yeah, I like you too." And then, yeah, he and then he ended things over text. But I'm like, don't then you don't need to say that you like me. Yeah, <laughs> like, 
I wasn't asking you to say that. Like, we're, what you mean? Yeah, we're all adults here. Like, yeah. you don't have to. I don't know. Is it like placating people? Like, you don't have to. Like, where does that come from? Where a person feels like they have to do that? Like, I don't know if it's just like not being like socialized properly by like their parents or some shit like you don't have to come in that hard yeah especially if you don't mean it yeah just don't yeah it's like either okay like maybe he does mean it but then i guess not that long after he like changes his mind Mm -hmm. i don't know people are like liars or like afraid to be honest and i have no time for it yeah and i don't like i don't fucking blame you at all like that it just it is so exhausting right like it's just such a like a rat race it feels like at the end of the day so yeah. And I feel, you know, it feels like a numbers game and all of that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always go back and forth of like deleting all the apps and like wanting to meet someone in person. Um, but that can, and, but then a lot of the time, like, you know, I'm going out with my friends and we're not really thinking about that. And, you know, being on the apps can like just help, not like help your chances, but like expose you to more people. So I'll like, you know, go on it. But like my initial conversations on there, like, t- I, I like, emotionally distance myself like i don't get excited right right away as much as i used to which i'm happy about and i feel like now after this crazy situation with this guy like i think next time what i would do is like you know not go and hang out with him that night that he like really wanted to hang out with me i'd be like no like i would have like i think been like this is a red flag like i'm cutting it off but i think i was like this is a red flag but he's so cute and like seems to really like me so like like you know it's like you i i've i'm always like i want someone who would be taken with me right away i guess um you know because i you know i'm amazing and like why wouldn't someone like meet me and be like oh my gosh like you're so cool but (laughs) it's like a double-edged sword oh yeah i mean it's also like what we were like like exposed to repeatedly too, right? Or these like rom-coms of such intense emotion, like straight out the gate. And it's like, that's just not how it works. And that's mm-hmm. never it, you know, I think of like, um, oh my God, what's the Reese Witherspoon one where she goes back down South? Sweet Home Alabama. Yes. Like, it's like the worst one where she like leaves this really great guy who like gives her all this space and time and like is like devoted to like her like, being her own person and like her mm-hmm. career and like he she leaves i think it's patrick dempsey's character whatever i think that's the actor plays it for this like yeah. piece of shit dude that is like non-committal like emotionally abusive probably in the past and just like mm-hmm. doesn't know what he wants and it's but that's what we were taught we were just taught like oh but these grand gestures of like you know the lightning in the sand like this is love and it's like that's not fucking yeah. love like that's yeah scary and not good for anyone's like you know mental health like that yeah and that's like for me that was like my first half of dating Uh before i realized like oh this is not good like this is not okay yeah yeah (laughs) i love that we started off the podcast talking about like having sex in public places and now we're talking about like love and (laughs) life (laughs) um I i mean yeah i think in general for me like so yeah it's like i you know i was in love in high school was you know it was like first love high school type of love um but you know the strong emotions attach and then like the first few like people that i slept with you know like after i got through that slutty phase when i did start to like be like okay i want to fall in love with again i want to fall in love again i want to fall in love again and now i'm just at a place where i'm like i have love in my life and i love myself and romantic love is not 
everything. And without it, I'm not like lacking and I'm not like lesser than someone who does. And I definitely have like way higher standards for like, you know, all, yeah. I mean, yeah, none, none of these uh, guys cut it. So <laughs> I definitely have like standards for like not just sleeping with someone and like getting to know them. But, you know, but sometimes, but just, you know, just boning is fun. Is what I'm trying to say. I mean, that was like the perfect monologue too, though. Like, because you're right. Like, romantic love has been, you know, put on this like pedestal, and like that's not your self worth, especially for women, right? Yeah. It's like that's all you should be aspiring to, and it takes a lot to unlearn that. And yeah. so it honestly sounds like you know you're fucking winning. Like you've unlearned that, you've unpacked that, you've got so much like room for funtivities now for like. Yes, fun activities. Do you know what I mean, though? Like, you have so much more time for, like, yourself and everything that you love because you're not going to deal with, like, that type of bullshit from these, like, basically strangers that come in and out as they try to, like, you know, red flag left and right, basically. Yeah. But this last one, like, I, I, like, was, yeah, emotional and stuff. And I, like, you know, this is definitely not a new metaphor, but I had to just remind myself, I was like, Jesse, you are a house with its own strong foundation you stand on your own and you know like people come and go and like your your family is like in the house they're never going to leave the house they love you and like because i've even had like friend breakups and stuff and so i had to reckon with that of like you know sometimes you'll have a friend for however long and then you're not friends anymore and they leave and (laughs) with this like situation i was like okay so someone you know charged into the house declared that they were obsessed with the house without seeing the full house, but it like immediately was like, you know, saying like, I want to buy the house sort of, mm-hmm. and then left as quickly as they came. And that's okay because you're still standing. You're still a house and more people will come. And that, that was kind of like, I was just talking through all of like the ways in which I'm a house. And that really helped me. I love that. Like, I think I'm going to tell people that now, like my friends that are going through like some rough moments with dating, because that's a really good way to put it. Like they came to the house, they needed, they wanted just, you know, full cash down, no no inspector. Yeah. My therapist was like, would, why would you rent a house to like someone who like didn't even see the full house before deciding to buy the house? I mean, it's not like he's like, I want you to be my girlfriend. No, not at all. Not to bring it back to like New York real estate. But uh-huh. when everyone left New York in, like, March of 2020 and fucking went to Connecticut and Jersey and bought these houses sight unseen, and uh-huh. then shit hit the fan, right? They were, like, yeah. losing hundreds and – not hundreds and thousands, but, like, th- yeah. tens of thousands of dollars. There's raccoons in the attics. There's infestations of, like, termites. Like, that is – that's why that's, like, the perfect metaphor of just, like, <laughs> you got to, like, slow it down, pace it down. No. Yeah. And you know, like – and you know that. And that's so great. Like, that's so yeah. – that's, like, truly, like – seven seven eighths of the battle i feel like yeah because when someone ex- comes into your life there's a, you, like it's easy to be like oh, like oh my gosh like i don't want to lose them now because like and now i can't imagine my life without them and like i can't lose them but and then you know but people leave um and i i think i've just had a better like time of like letting people come and go because as a house like i can't I mean, you know, if a real, you know, if I was a smart house, like I could lock the door, you know, I, I kind of was like, oh, like you can't lock the doors. Like you can't trap people in the house. You've got to let them come and go. It's an open house. I love you know? this. Also great <laughs> Disney movie, smart house. Oh my God. I love it. Yeah. 
Yeah, no. like, yeah, you can't trap people. Like people will come and go. And if they stay for a while and they like, you know, tend to the house and, you know, keep the house clean and running or, you know, then great. But even even if the house is empty, which is not the case, like I have lots of love in my life, my family, friends, but even if the house is empty, it's still a house. Like it still exists and it's still like sturdy and all of that. Yeah. And if someone leaves the house too, it's not a representation of the house, right? There might just yeah. be different needs or that like, yeah, yeah, like people got to go, you know, and they can't, yeah, something bigger. I don't know. Like, like they had, and they can't take anything from the house. Yeah. It's not like you took anything away from me. So I'm a house. <laughs> um, I love this. I also feel like it's a great ending to the episode, but I do always ask people like before mm-hmm. we end, is there anything that we didn't talk about that you're like, oh, I wish we had talked about that. No, I feel like this was very cathartic actually. Cause I, like I said, I used to talk way more about sex and dating and stuff and stand up. And then I, I kind of like put that to the side. Cause I think I was doing it as a means of coping, uh, which it, it helped like obviously to turn these experiences into humor. Um, but it was very, very fun to look back on my beginnings. Yeah. I'm like scrolling through the list. I'm like, and I told you about like my most recent situation and like a few other recents. And I'm like, I'm like a lot of these in the middle don't matter. Um, (laughs) nothing interesting. Um, and no, I'm glad that we like ended on like this sort of existential note and, and I feel, and and, uh, I feel good about where I am. And I feel like doing the podcast kind of helped, uh, affirm some of that with me because I got my hair cut on Sunday and the, the, the hairdresser was like, so how's your day? Like what, so what's your dating life like? Which I kind of thought was weird at first, but then I told her a bit and we like became friends, but it just, it, I'm glad that it's not as important to me as it used to be. Hells yeah. And I'm so glad this was cathartic. That's honestly, it's what happens a lot because, um, there's so much underneath just sex and dating, right? Because it is yeah. a, such a big part of our day to day, and not like our identities, but it is like it is just a part of us, and you, we can't yeah. like deny that. So I love Definitely. that. I love when I've had like people have like breakthroughs on here, and I was like, Ooh, "Oh my ooh. gosh, yeah!" So well, I had therapy earlier, so I had my breakthroughs then. But oh yeah, I but I feel really good about how I talked about everything. So Hells, yeah. Yeah. Um, when is your next show in the city and where can people follow you on Instagram for all the socials? Yeah. So follow me on Instagram at messy, M-E-S-S-Y-R-O-T-H, messy Roth. And that's where, you know, I post about all the things I'm doing. Um, not sure when this is going to come out, but May 24th, uh, which is a Tuesday at 7 PM. Um, I'm doing, um, my, my kind of magnum opus sort of my awkward sex in the city, which is, um, it's called the shuffle and oh, it's yes. a comedy show about music. And there's like game, there's gonna be some there obviously performers, but then I play, um, a game or two. And I just talk about like my love for music. So that's Tuesday, May 24th, 7 PM at caveat in the lower, on the lower East side, the first time doing the show there. So, you know, if you're listening and you're free that night, you should come. Um, yeah. Hells yeah. Awesome. Thank you. <gasps> cool. Oh, thank you so much. This was so fun. Oh, I'm so I really, glad. Really, I really enjoyed myself. Thank and um, yeah, when when is your next show? The 21st, May 21st. I was like, what day <laughs> cool. is it? So yeah, so it was kind of almost the same week as yours. So I'll definitely try to make sure I can um, pop by because I've heard great things. The shuffle oh, looks thanks. like a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm trying to make it a thing. 
because <laughs> I, I I like talking like I'm like I've kind of now started to like find my like niche a little bit with like comedy is like talking about music and like listening habits and fun stuff like that. Okay, cool. All right. Thank you so but, much. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anytime. I'd uh, love to have you back. Um, and we'll definitely talk soon, but feel, yeah, go, go live your life, go make some dinner and go nourish that house. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you again uh, for listening. Remember to like, follow, subscribe, share all the things um, of Aqua Sex and City. Remember to go follow Jesse at Jesse um, at Messy Roth on the socials, and then go to her show May twenty fourth at Caveat Cobb Shuffle at seven p.m. And y'all, I will see y'all next week, and maybe in Scotland in August. Who knows? What's life? Let's fucking do this. I can do this shit. Okay, bye. I'm going to stop. This is very embarrassing for me at this point. Okay, bye.